0: You're listening to the weekly podcast of Citizens Church with Pastor Chris Norman. For more information on the work that God is doing through Citizens Church, please visit us online at citizenschurch.org. So one of the biggest questions that came in in multiple different ways um, is this. Is it, here's the thought. It's, okay, I'm a Christian and I'm supposed to be loving, right? Like Christian, Christians are loving people. They just love people, right? But what about those people? You laugh. Anyone got like a those people in your life like you go, they're 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 a little bit hard to love. Or you're thinking to yourself, man, what what do I do? What do I do with like unhealthy people or unhealthy relationships? How is a Christian supposed who is called by God to love everybody supposed to love on people who are unhealthy? Anybody with me, right? Um, what do I do with those relationships? Um, another way to ask it, or maybe another place you're at, maybe it's like, how do I even know if I'm in one of those relationships? How, how do I know if this is, if this is an unhealthy relationship? Um, some of you, you're in a spot where you, this is where I was a long time, uh, when I gave my life to Jesus. I gave my life to Jesus and I showed back up at school and I realized that not all my friends were walking with Jesus, Right? So what do I do now that, that my life is going in a whole different direction? I have a whole new trajectory in, in, in my life. And here's these buddies that I've hung out with my whole life. If I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to be loving on them. How do I also ditch them but love on them? Should I ditch them or should I love? All of that. Like How, how do we deal with those things? And so what I want to talk to you about, I, another one is this. I, I see this all the time, is that you're growing in the Lord, right? And God's taking you to different places in your relationship with him, and there's a crew that you're with that's not quite running at that same pace, and you're wondering to yourself, what do I do with these friendships, these relationships? And what I wanna do today is give you biblical principles to help you with all of that, okay? With all of that. And by the way, this is not just a conversation for, for teens and college students, okay? This is a conversation for all of us. I am 46 years old. Yeah, thank you, Tatum. I promise you, there is a spot you get to where you don't even want to remember anymore. But it's like, amen. and and yeah, come on, amen in the front row. God bless you. I see that hand, right? So 46 years old, and i would and, and be honest, straight up with you guys, like Tatum and I, as a couple, have this conversation all the time about, how different other couples and people are influencing our life, our family, our trajectory, who we're letting in, who we're not letting in, who's, who's coming close, who doesn't get to come close. And we, are, we take this very, very seriously in our life. We have, we have some boundaries in our life and we've invited people in and there are people that we kind of are going to keep on the outside. And some of you are looking going, but that's not very loving, Pastor Chris. Let me share with you biblically why all of us need to have boundaries in our life, okay? So although you might be fighting with me right now in your head, I want you to hang out with me and let's look at what the Bible has to say about boundaries in our life. So here's a few things you need to understand about relationships in order to frame this properly. First of all, you need to understand that relationships um, carry influence, Okay, and I think I have this for the screen. Influence. In other words, relationships shape our lives. Do you believe it? Relationships shape your lives. I mean, I think all of us can tell stories of growing up and having your mom and dad all concerned about who you're hanging with and who you're spending your time with. Some of y'all's mom and dads got really, really involved in who you're spending with your time with and, and who you're not spending your time with. Come on, amen? Like, mom, there were, there were certain people your parents wanted you to hang out with more than other people. There were certain people that your parents did not want you hanging out with, right? And, and our parents, if you remember, they, went, so they sometimes went to great lengths to get us around certain people, great lengths to get us away from certain people. My parents went to Great Lakes to get me around certain people. I remember showing up to parties with kids I didn't even know because they were kids that my parents wanted me to know, right? Uh, some of y'all, you know, your parents went to Great Lakes to keep you away from, from, from certain friend groups. Like, I mean, I'm talking like move you out of schools, because they don't want you around that crew anymore. Some parents have gone to of like even moving to different cities because we got to get my kids into a different place because they're around some people I don't want them around. And parents took great lengths to, to guard that in our lives. And I remember being a kid, or you probably remember being a kid going, they're, they just don't get it. They don't get it. And now you're older, some of you are parents, and you're like, oh, I get it, right? And what is it you get? What you get is that relationships carry influence, that who you hang out with is who you are becoming. Oh, that sounds really strong. No, that's, that's reality. It's been said before, I believe it, show me your top five friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your top five friends and I'll show you your future. Some of you are like, oh, no. I need some new friends, right? Like I need some new friends right now. But it's just, it's just the reality that friendships shape our lives. And now you as parents, those of you who are parents, you're the ones going through great lengths to decide who your kids are hanging out with and not hanging out with. That's because friendships have a huge influence on shaping who we are and who we're going to become. The thing that makes friendships so dangerous is also the same things that makes friendships so beautiful. And it's that with friends, we get to let our guard down. And what happens with your kids is they get around different groups and they start to let their guard down. You as a adult uh, get around certain groups and you're gonna let your guard down, okay? And that's a good thing in healthy environments. It's a really bad thing in unhealthy environments. Because in a healthy environment, they're going to take where you are and point you forward into a good direction. In unhealthy environments, they take where you are and push you in bad directions, right? So we need to be careful about what we're doing, who we're hanging out with, and how they're influencing our life. It's not only a principle that our parents know. It's not only a principle that you kind of sense in your heart. It's actually something that's taught to us biblically. The Bible tells us that we need to monitor our relationships based on the influence of those relationships. The, the, the Bible tells us that, that relationships impact us in different ways depending on the health of the people we're in relationship with. It makes sense, right? Well, it's biblical. Look at it with me, Proverbs thirteen twenty. Walk with the wise and become wise. Watch this. But associate with fools and you're gonna get in trouble. See, scripture's going like, like pay attention to who you're doing life with. If you're around wise people, you're getting wiser. I always try to surround myself with people who are much wiser than me, further down the road than me in ministry and church life. I got some of the, some people around me that that are so much further ahead of me, and I thank God for them. I have worked on building those relationships, and God has brought into Tate and I's life people who, man, we have honored and respected from a distance and God has now brought us into relationship with. And I thank God for that. Can I tell you something? I am wiser because of the men and women that God has put around Tate and i's life. Walk with the wise and you will become wise, but you walk with fools. Hey, you're going to get hurt. Scripture's just going, you're going to get hurt. How do I know if they're a fool? We'll talk about that in a second. Second Corinthians Oh, Let me just go. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse thirty-three says this: "Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Do not be misled, or don't be fooled." So again, tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you who you're becoming. So here's a couple questions for us to, to kick things off. First one is this: Who would I consider my closest friends or core group? I want you to think about this, like all of us. Who would I consider my core friends? Okay, second question is this, ready? How are they influencing my life? How are they influencing my life? Relationships have influence on us. Second point, ready? So if relationships have influence on us, right? Or because they have influence on us. Scripture now tells us something that all of us need to learn. Okay. It's this, that our relationships need context. Our relationships need context. In other words, let me say it this way. Not all relationships are created equal. You can't treat all your relationships the same way. You can't, you can't treat one relationship the same way you treat another relationship. They are not actually equal. In other words, scripture says this, you are not actually supposed to treat that relationship the same way you treat this relationship, that it's okay, I'm gonna tell you, to play favorites. It's okay, it is okay to have favorites. I got a favorite, her name's Tatum, come on everybody, amen. Our relationships need to be lived within the context of who are they, okay? Who are they as a person? Who are they character? Okay. And secondly, how are they influencing me? So I'm going to take that, who, what is their character, how are they influencing me, and I'm going to let that now direct the boundaries I put up, how close I get, how far I stay, all those things. Psalm 1.1 says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. 2 Corinthians is where I want to hang out a little bit. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 17 say this. Do not be, here we go, unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Baal? Or what part, next verse, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? We could flip that to the next one. There we go. What part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what arrangement has the temple of God with idols? For you are, watch, you are who? Christians, believers in here today, look at me. You are, he says, a temple of the living God. And as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, scripture says, come out from among them and be what? Separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be your father and you shall be my next verse right there. I will be to you a father and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Second Corinthians is saying that we need to make sure we have healthy relationships with people in our life. That we need to define and treat certain relationships different than other relationships. And what he says here in scripture, the spirit of God tells us that we are not to be unequally yoked. Some of us say yoked. Yoke. Yoked. Yoke. Some of you think yoked and you think of me. Pastor Chris is yoked. No, I'm just kidding. Not, that's not, that was a bad joke. No one even laugh. That's why I wore a big sweater today. So you can, you can't see my, you can't see my I'm yoked. Unequally yoked. Here's what scripture, here's what scripture is saying to us. Scripture tells us, that we are to that there are certain people in your life influences in your life who are not walking in the same direction as you morally or spiritually okay and you, as a believer, are not to link up with, you are not to harmonize your life with people who are not walking in the same direction as you, morally, spiritually. It's called yoked. That word, uh, a yoke, is what they would, uh, farmers would use, I'm coming back here to do an illustration. It's like, why did he step back? It's an illustration. What farmers would use when they were plowing a field, they would take two oxen and they would do what's called yoking them together, where they would put this big wooden, like (laughs) yoke around one oxen, his head would fit in. And then imagine another oxen, another oxen here. I was gonna bring an oxen on stage right now, gonna pick somebody, but I'll leave it alone. (laughs) So another oxen here, okay? Now imagine if they're tied together, right? And when they go to plow a field, if they were equally yoked, they had the same strength they could plow in a straight line. Because they're able to pull the, the plow with the same strength. But what would happen if you would unequally yoke two oxen together, you would have a strong oxen and a weak oxen. And wherever that weak oxen was, it w- he would kind of drag, like, I'm not into this, I don't know, right? And so this guy's strong, and this guy's weak, and what would happen, they'd start making a right turn, and just, they just keep turning. And they're doing circles in a field where you're meant to give some straight lines to. Scripture takes that principle and says, now listen, listen everybody. You cannot be, you should not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Don't don't yoke yourself with, connect yourself with people who are pulling in a different direction as you. Hang with me. You guys all right? Like you've got to protect this in your life. Some of you are in relationships today like this. You're trying to move in one direction and their influence keeps pulling you in another. Pay attention to it. Pay attention to it. The Bible says you need to address that in your life. There's a, there's a I call it a, a pool there. There's a pool there. There's this, this subtle kind of pool. Maybe it's not blatant, but you know it and you feel it. They're going in a different direction and listen, it's starting to affect you. You watch it with your kids, right? Yeah. Come on. When your kids are growing, those of you who are parents, your kids, you watch, their, you watch their personality kind of get shaped by the different groups you allow them to hang out with. And that kid might not be able to put their finger on it. They look at mom, no, that's not true. That, but, but you feel it. You sense it. They're pulling them in a different direction, whether for good or for bad. As you grow older, that does not go away. Right now, every relationship in your life is pulling you in a certain direction. Every relationship in your life is either pulling you toward what is good, or it is pulling you into what is not good, or, listen, or into something that doesn't actually match the vision and direction you have for your life, okay? Either people are helping you along the road into what you believe God's doing for your life and what your hopes and dreams in the future are, or you have people who are pulling you away from it. And right now, every relationship is either a plus pushing you in the right way or a minus pulling you from the, from the right direction. And you need to, and I need, to sort through all of those relationships and ask ourselves, what kind of influence are they having on me? Maybe some of you would tell yourself, Well, here's the thing you say to yourself. I know that they're not such a great influence on me and and their life is kind of going in a different direction than mine. But here's my plan, okay? And you come up with a plan. Um, I just won't do what they're doing. I'll, I'll get around them and I'll be with them, but I won't do what they're doing. Anybody, right? Or you say, you know what? I won't say what they're saying. Because they, get, they say things, you know, and what else do I get around them? Now, I'm not going to say what they're saying. Let's say you never do. You never do what they're doing and you never say what they're saying. You don't go where they're going. Let's just say you're, you're that person. Don't be fooled. You are still being affected and will be affected by the people you allow yourself to become close with. Whether you're saying what they're saying or doing what they're doing or not, if your proximity to them is close, it will eventually affect you. Remember again, Proverbs 13 20, walk with the wise and become what? Wise? Associate. Get around them. Just spend time with some fools. And what's he say? You're going to get in trouble. In other words, there will be collateral damage. You get around people whose lives are just like running down that road, and there's all sorts of like chaos and confusion. Eventually, scripture says that is going to reach out and slap you someday. It's going to hit you, it's going to affect you. Hang with fools, and you get in trouble. So, a fool what's a fool? How do I know? if my friends are fools. (laughs) How do I know? What scripture means there when he says you hang with fools, when scripture says you hang with fools, it's people who might know the difference between right and wrong, but they don't care. They might know, like, there's a line here, but they just cross it. They justify things all the time. It's foolish. It's foolish. They... They're walk. They're they're not walking with God. They 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 don't treat. Watch this. Here's how you know when somebody when there's unequally yokedness. That's a word I made that up. Unequally yokedness. That's a long word and it's a made up word. Here's how you know when you're close to it. Um. They don't treat life the same way you do. Like they don't treat those of you married. They don't treat marriage the same way. They they don't treat their finances the same way. Their entertainment looks different. What they do for a good time maybe looks different than what you feel con- your convictions are, okay? So there's some unequally yokedness in there. They're careless maybe with their life and I'm telling you it's only a matter of time or that's different. They're different with their life than you are. It's only a matter of time before it affects you. So here's a few signs. Few signs that you're hanging with the wrong crowd. You're unequally yoked. Is everyone all right so far? few signs. And this is great. Parents, you could take these down, like, and you could preach this stuff to your kids, but more than that, like, let it hit your heart. Okay. Tate and I do that. You got to do this all the time. You got to do this all the time. So when your core group is moving in a different direction, then you want to be going with your life. You're unequally yoked. Like you just look up. Come on, everybody. You could do this with your friend. Like, look up, where's their life taking them? And if you don't like where their life is taking them, then get off their road. Like if you don't like the direction that they're going and like, oh, I see where this is going. And all of us can't, don't be foolish. Look up, everybody. I'm gonna say, look up. You need to look at the road they're walking. And if, and if you don't like where that's going, then friends, you need to pay attention. You're unequally yoked. When, when you're pretending to be someone other than who God's making you to be, here's what I mean by that. You get around a certain group of people and you have to pretend to be something other than who God's making you to be. Like in your core, you know who God said you are? But when you get around them, you got to act like something different than you know who it is God said you are. Does that make sense? Pay attention to that. There's, There's an unequally yokedness, made up word, right there. When you feel pressure to compromise... You know when I get in that circumstance, in that situation, I'm going to compromise on something. Normally, I don't do this. But when I get around them, I feel pressure to do this thing I don't normally do. Listen, my friends, if God gave you convictions about something, he gave you convictions on that something for a reason. And you need to pay attention to those convictions. And you can't let people groups pull you away from some core convictions inside your life. They start to change you. Even on things, by the way, that some of you go, well, it's not a sin. Sure. But if it's a conviction for you, pay attention to it. Like God gave you a conscience, okay? And he speaks to you in your conscience. And so if God in your conscience goes, don't touch that, don't do that, don't say that, don't go there. And it's like, maybe they're even Christians. And they're like, well, it's fine for us. And we're okay. Well, good for you. But not for me, okay? Okay. And I've got to guard my convictions. I've got to guard my conscience that God gave me. The Bible says, to him who it is sin, it is sin. In other words, sin isn't always the same. It's a whole different conversation, and it could be one of the questions we talk about if you ask that question. But there is, sin. Isn't there are things that are absolutely, that is sin, black and white. But there are these gray areas where it's like, hey, that's sin for some and not for others. And there's a whole thing on conscience that the Bible talks to. You gotta pay attention to your conscience. To him it is sin, it is sin. So when you feel, compromise, when you feel pressure to compromise the things that are, are core convictions, are things that you've been convicted of, pay attention. I've seen people... Give themselves into things that uh, under the Christian umbrella of liberty you are able to go and do. And they, they think to themselves, well, I'm going to do this with this group of friends and they're Christians from church, blah, blah, blah. And they walk down roads that they should have never walked down and end up in places that they should have never gone because there's a whole group of Christians that encouraged them to do it. And I'm looking going, that was fine for you, but not for them. And all sorts of issues, issues of of drinking, issues of of like different political views, different, all of that, all of that. There's liberty in the body of Christ. You pay attention to your convictions. Does that make sense, everybody? Can I get a halfway amen? Amen, Amen. Some of you agreed with me in scripture. Okay. When, here's a way that you know when you're not hanging with the right crew and you need to make some adjustments, when you tell yourself, I won't participate. And here's my favorite one. I pay attention to what I tell my kids all the time. When you feel like you have to hide your relationship with them from the people you care about most. When you feel like you have to justify your relationship with a certain crowd to the people you care about most, watch out. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. So, what now? What now? Okay? Relationships have influence. Relationships need context. If, if every relationship has influence and based on the influence is supposed to give me different uh, context to those relationships, how do I set up that context in my life? How do I do this? Like, how do I keep my relationships in the right place? Do I just show up tomorrow and say, hey, everybody, sorry. You, you, I had a you know, preacher this week and tell me I can't talk to you anymore, right? You are no longer my friend. Hey, boss, I need to quit, right? What do we do? What we all need to do is set up this thing called boundaries. Okay, write down boundaries. Boundaries. All of our relationships need them. Is this helpful, everybody? I hope it's helpful. Your relationships, all of them need this thing called boundaries. So boundaries, the boundaries we set up, listen, listen, write this down, and then I want you to think about it. Your boundaries define who you are. Seriously, the boundaries you set up are going to define who you are. Why? Because your boundaries are gonna decide who you let in and who you keep out. Therefore, these boundaries that you set up are gonna ultimately decide or determine who you are becoming and who you who you currently are. So you pay attention to your boundaries. Why? Because it is a reflection of who you are and who you are becoming. Make sense? So you set up boundaries, they define who you are. In other words, this is me and this is not me. Or this is who I desire, who I'm growing to be and this is who I will never be, right? You set up those boundaries inside your life. It's like a, boundaries are like a property line around your life. And so you, 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 you set up a, a, a security fence, so to speak, around your life. Now I want you to picture your life. And now, picture your life setting up a security fence around your life. Like, I won't go there, so I'm going to set my property line right here, right? And I'm not going to do that, so I'm going to set my property line right here. And you set up this security fence around your life. You're going to use it to keep the bad out or the bad influence out, and you're going to use it to keep the good influence in. They're used to create distance, watch, distance, someone say distance, distance between you and the things you're not supposed to be close to distance between you and the things that and the people that the relationships that the influence that's going to pull you away from who God's called you to be some of you have never done this and so you got all sorts of people coming and going in your life all sorts of people pulling you in all sorts of different directions and you need to create boundaries If you don't do this, you will literally just throw yourself at the world. And what's going to happen is the world now or the sphere of influence you find yourself in is going to dictate to you where you're going in life. That's not how it's supposed to be. God said, no, I've called you to be a principled person with some convictions, and you let that set up boundaries, and that, that now is going to determine who's coming and going inside my life. Some of us are so desperate for friendships, we're so desperate for relationships, that we throw ourselves at everything and everyone and every crowd that will just accept us. And people go from one thing to the next thing, never able to, listen, find themselves. You can't find yourself by throwing yourself at all these people. You find yourself in the word of God and in a relationship with him. I have now found myself. Okay? I know who I am, what I believe, why I believe it, what I'm convicted on. I'm discovering all that within myself. And now I'm going to draw some property lines around me that define me and protect me as who I am. Not them, listen, telling me, God telling me, and now I'm I'm protecting me. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Come on, if it makes sense. Say amen. amen. So, some of you have never done it. Others of you, watch—you have done it. Like you've set up the you've set up the perimeter. In other words, you know who you are. You you know what you believe on this and where you stand on that and 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 what you do here and don't do. You know that, but you. you so you've set up the perimeter, but you're not guarding the perimeter. And so you're like, here comes somebody, and you know, oh, they they don't fit within my perimeter. You're like, that's all, good. it's all good, it's all good. Come on in, come on in. You're, you're not guarding, you're not guarding the perimeter. So you see, some of you need to set it up, others of you, you just need to guard it. You need to guard the perimeter in in your in your life. So, what are some of the things we use to create boundaries? Let's get really practical in the time we have left. Boundaries in your life, okay? So this is all on that question. We'll ask, what do I do with unhealthy relationships? What do I do with, like, you, I'm telling you, you got to realize this is very important and set up some boundaries. Here are some very practical ways. This is Tate and I do this. And I'm just opening up my life to you. You set up boundaries with a couple things. First of all, you set them up with your time. Someone write down time. I think I have it for the screen. Time. Okay, this is when you're going to see them or talk to them. Time. Like how much time do I do I allow myself to see them or talk to? Them? It's a boundary, right? Everyone, it makes sense. I'm gonna set that up in my life. Here, I'm gonna say this: with time, it's maybe it's even if you're gonna see them or talk with them. I, there are certain people at certain times of life. You got to be like, I just can't right now. I can't. Okay, I've got to create that strong of a boundary in my life. And I'm telling you, biblically, it's okay. It's okay. There were people trying to pull Jesus in, 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 in certain directions and it would say that Jesus would not go with them. He just wouldn't go with them. Why? He had a boundary. I don't go. I'm not going there. They're going to try to get me to do something that I don't want to do. It was a, it was a anyway, it's a, a timeline thing that Jesus was, I'm not ready for it. I'm not going in that. I will not go there. Okay. And you're, it's okay, biblically, to set up those lines. So you set up boundaries with time. You set up boundaries with context. And what I mean by that is where you're going to see them, Right? Man, like work, okay. But when five o'clock rolls around, we're not going where they all wanna go after five o'clock. That makes sense? It's a context thing. So now I've set up a boundary. Hey, I'll work and we'll talk and I'll, I'll, I'll do that because that's where God put me. I'm comfortable with that boundary. But like afterwards, I got a boundary in my life. I know y'all ain't gonna be a good influence on me. So I'm not going with y'all after work today. Does that make sense? It's a context thing. Like, we could hang here, but not there. Make sense? So the other way, time, context is very important. And I would say this, interaction. And what, what I mean by that is how close you let them in your life. In other words, what you talk with them about and what you don't talk with them about. That's very, very important. Because you, as you open up your life, right, the Bible says that, where the treasures of where, where your treasures are, there your heart will go also. As you begin to open up the treasures trove of your life to people, your heart gets attached, heartstrings go along also. So that's I'm always, I always, with my kids, I'm always, I'm, I'm always like, hey, 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 what are you guys talking about? What are you talking about? Because if they start letting deep things go out into the wrong crowd, their heart will follow into the wrong crowd. And as you grow, it's the same thing. If you let deep things, if you're like sitting around the wrong crew, And you're struggling with something at home, married couples, and husband, you're hanging out with the wrong crew. And all of a sudden, you're like, well, you know, the wife this this week. And it's just like the wrong crew. Like all of them been not doing well with their relationships. You're not, listen, it's not going to be helpful. You've invested now some treasure, something that, and now your heart's kind of out there with them. And all of a sudden, you guys are all sitting around, it's a thing you talk about. And I'm telling you, it is a dead end road really, really quick. So you guard the you guard the interaction that you're having with people. Now, some of you, as we are talking, you're going, there are some people that I gotta put up some boundaries with. And I just wanna give you some real practical things. Time, context, interaction, and now you're kinda deciding what those all look like. And here's my approach. Again, this is just me, I, I, I I think you need to be honest. There's some people you need to be honest with. You tell them what's up in love. Like, hey, um, I need to, my life is going in a different direction. Or, hey, I, I can't go with you guys here anymore after work. Or, hey, I can't have these conversations. Hey, I won't. I'm going to pull myself out of this, okay? I, I actually think honesty up front is cool. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I think that there's some strength in that. Um, there might be a certain circumstances where you just got to do it and you're not going to really say a whole lot. That's fine, but you're always going to leave people wondering, like, what the heck's going on? I just think you speak to it. I, why not speak to it? I think it'd be healthy because it'd be healthy because it, it, it's clearly defined. And, in, and if they ever in life start to realize that maybe the direction they were going wasn't great, they could come back to you, you know what I mean? You, you keep relationship open. Be honest, and let me say this, be loving, be loving. <laughs> listen, friends, listen, from a distance. You can love people. There are some people God's calls you to love. God like, calls you to love everybody, amen? There's certain people you're gonna love from a distance. I'm gonna love you from over here. Okay? And how do you do that, everybody? You, you you like don't confuse boundaries with lack of love. In other words, you love them. You don't have to talk bad about them. You don't have to go around and announce to everybody, I now have a new boundary with so-and-so because they are such and such. Like, knock it off. That's not loving. Like, don't talk bad about people. Seriously. Pay attention to that. By the way, if someone comes to you talking bad about people, <laughs> You need to set up some boundaries with that person. Why? Because if they're talking bad about people to you, they're going to be talking bad about you to people. Okay? So you pay attention. I, all the time. I'll just be straight up with you. People come to me all the time. Not all the time. Sometimes. And if you've done this, I still love you. You're probably not here any longer. Um, they come to me all the time. Wow, I was at this church. And then they did this. And now I'm coming here. I'm like, well, it's about three weeks before you're somewhere else talking about how bad this is. Because if you come to me complaining about everybody else, then chances are you're going to go everybody else complaining about this. Does that make sense? And people going, well, so and so and such. Careful, 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 careful. It's okay. It's okay to have different opinions, and that didn't fit, and this and that. But listen, we don't all need to go around getting it all bleeding on everybody about everything. Like you just, this is. I've made this decision before God, and this is the direction I'm going. I don't need to go tell everybody. You know, come on. You with me? So be honest and just keep loving them. You don't have to wish evil on them. Right? You don't have to. Pray the best for them. So here's how I want to close this up. Are we saying that Christians can't ever have a relationship with unbelievers? Absolutely not. I'm just saying you have to guard your heart and monitor your relationships. Monitor your influence. Monitor your intentions. Jesus spent a whole lot of time with people who were considered sinners. Matter of fact, so much time they called him a friend of sinners. Mark chapter two, verse 17. On hearing this, Jesus said to them, when they said that, like he's hanging out with sinners all the time. Jesus said this, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners into repentance. Jesus said, you know why I'm hanging with people? Because I'm not hanging with people. I'm reaching out to people. And there's a difference. See, when I'm with them, I'm not just like, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? She's like, I'm with them because they are sick and they need a doctor. And I'm very intentional about what I'm doing in the time that I'm with them. They are not influencing me. I am influencing them. I'm going to push them to push them to, uh, to a relationship with God. I'm going to push them toward holiness. I'm going to, I have an agenda here in this relationship and I won't let it get outside of that agenda. Does that make sense? That's how Jesus approached his relationship with people. He was a friend. Sinners. Not because he was hanging out, but because he was reaching out. He had an agenda. Jesus was very intentional in his relationships. He had clearly defined boundaries in his life of the gospel. Matter of fact, in scripture, he was actually in a lot of relationships confronting sin in people's lives. Why? Because he loved them. The woman at the issue of well, uh, uh, the, the woman at the well. Jesus hanging out with her. He's got a conversation going on with her. It doesn't typically happen. Well, what's his agenda? He's going to reach out to her. And to do that, he would say, go get your husband. Why did Jesus say that? Because she, she, she had a whole bunch of boyfriends. And Jesus was just pointing that out. Like, I want to help you right now. We need to talk about an issue in your life. So if you're going to be with me, we're not going to ignore things that are actually need to be addressed for your health. That make sense? So Jesus, yeah, sure. He's hanging out with people who weren't walking the same direction, but there's intentionality in it. So this isn't just about keeping the bad out. Come on, it's about getting the good in. Someone say, get the good in. Get the good in. You gotta get the good in. You can't just work at, with your boundaries, keeping the bad out. You gotta, with those boundaries, keep people in. Like there are relationships you need to invest in. There are relationships that you gotta, with the boundaries in your life, I'm not going to give, think about it, time. I'm not gonna give them time. I'm gonna give these people time, right? I'm not gonna give these guys any context. I'm gonna give these guys, right, context. I'm not, hey, uh, when it comes to interaction, I'm not gonna interact with them here. I'm gonna interact with these here. And can I tell you, some of the people who mean the most to me in life are some of the hardest people in the world to get a hold of because they're often the busiest. They're often, the, they're, often, they're often got so much going on and I have to be okay with taking some time to take the initiative to say, hey, you're within the boundaries of my life, so I'm gonna text you every other week. I'm gonna make sure I have those phone calls. I'm gonna make, because I want those relationships close. So they're within my boundaries. I'm going to invest in them. Even when it feels like they don't have a lot of time. Even when it feels, because man, it means the world to me. And God is gonna give you people who do have the time and do wanna hang, but you gotta listen. You gotta learn to invest in and get the right people in your life, amen? amen. People aren't perfect. They're not perfect. But you gotta get some people who are pressing on. They're not perfect, but they're pressing on. They, they're, they're running after Jesus. They're going in the same direction. And use those boundaries in your life to create some healthy relationships amen hey you're going to find them by the way in crews which happened to launch last week you need some friend get in a crew get in a crew get in a crew get them on a team you guys want to join a team there are some incredible people on teams life track that's happening during second service today it's a big part of today it's hey tell me about my church how do I find my crew why? Because this is wildly important in your life. Wildly important. Tate and I check it all the time. And I wanna ask you to check it too. A lot of people are asking about this at Easter. How do, how do I handle these relationships? And I want you to hear God's word. You got permission to set up some boundaries. And I think a lot of Christians get confused on that. Because they think, we're supposed to be loving. And just mean that there are certain people you love from a distance Hang with wise and you'll become wise. If you hang with fools, you will suffer harm. Church, if you get anything out of today, listen, hey, get this if you got anything. Listen, it's this. Don't don't hang with fools, everybody. Get yourself some wise people and do life with them. And there's a whole bunch of them here at church. Getting your relationships healthy. Get your relationships. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Citizens Church. It's our prayer that... Through this message, God would impact and inspire your life. If you have any questions for us or would like to let us know how God is using these messages in your life, please let us know by sending an email to connect at citizenschurch.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online and help in seeing more lives changed through the work here at Citizens Church. Thank you so much for joining us.